Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. I'm Rory M. Spence from Hangover Reviews and Dogcare Presents. You can find me at Hangover Reviews. Alrighty. Welcome back to the show, Rory. Um, Thanks very much. Yeah. The last time you were here, it was, it was Man of Steel Minute. And uh, yep. it was uh, the end of the world for Metropolis. Uh, That's right, yeah. And then this season, it's <laughs> very much the same situation. We, we had a whole Steve Lombard dealio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's, all, it's all coming back now. And the, the world engine yeah. was destroying the oh, city. Um, and now we're going to have a new, a new contender for worst thing to ever happen to Metropolis um, <laughs> in this week. It's starting to look like it's not a great place to live, isn't it? Yeah, uh, no, no, not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> um, but before we start for 141, um, Rory, tell us about uh, kind of your thoughts and feelings about Dawn of Justice. Okay, right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, well, I, I believe we talked last time I was on about how I'm not a, a huge fan of it. Uh, in fact, it angered me the first time I saw it. Uh, to a probably unfair degree. I didn't like the portrayal of Superman specifically in it. And, yeah, and to be honest, I just I didn't find it compelling as a movie in general. Uh, and, in fact, you guys uh, urged me to watch the, the Ultimate Cut, which I have since done. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it better, definitely. But uh, it didn't fix many of my problems with it specifically Superman and his portrayal. Yeah, I think we were we were watching the theatrical cut like a couple of weeks ago and yeah. noticed that just random bits of dialogue were cut out. Stuff that we we haven't seen the theatrical cut since we saw it in theaters, so it's been a while. And so we uh-huh. we take a lot of the stuff that we see in the ultimate cut for granted. Um uh, but when you go back and watch the theatrical cut, you you notice these things that are in mid conversation, mid dialogue that the editing team or someone just decided hey and it happens yeah. in this minute uh we're going to point out uh, a few bits of dialogue some stuff that um it it just feels like it adds more uh i don't know adds more character to to their 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 lines that they're given and so it's like really weird decisions that are just like cut out all of a sudden for for no apparent reason it's not like it affected the storyline at all um, and it's a, it's a rather strange one, but yeah, um, I guess, uh, without further ado, let's get into it, right? Right, yeah. Left. Yeah. Yeah, okay, thanks, Nate. <laughs> Always gotta be that guy. So yeah, today on Dawn of Justice, we're talking about 141, which is gonna start with Kal-El crashing into the scout ship where Lex Luthor is hiding, and uh, the minute's gonna end with Lex Luthor saying, uh, if man will not kill God, the devil will do it. Um, yeah. and so this is, uh, this is the week that's going to start kicking off this, um, well, I think we're already in the final act almost, but this really kicks off the kind of final boss of this entire movie. Um, and we're not going to talk too much about that certain 
entity until tomorrow, but um, this one is a, this is probably my favorite Lex Luthor moment in this film, probably. It's, it's up there. It's it's up there. It's it's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like this, this minute, and then the beginning of tomorrow before the unleashing. Just like all of Lex Luthor's like dialogue in it, because he has this thing, and then... There's a lot of of Cal and Lex dialogue here in the Ultimate Edition that wasn't there in the theatrical, and we'll we'll get there. We'll we'll let you guys know what you're missing out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely these two minutes are are real, real good heavy Lex. Um, yeah. I mean, just straight up Lex Luthor minutes. Yeah, I think what what always makes it so enjoyable is when Superman talks back to Lex Luthor. I think there's something like that's like I really enjoy that, and so. Any moment we get with Superman is like talking down to Lex Luthor, like he's a child or something. Like I enjoy that the most. Um, right away we start off. Uh, everything Lex Luthor says has some sort of layer to it, and uh, he says three separate rabbit jokes. One being the Allison Alice in Wonderland, uh, the White Rabbit. Late late says a White Rabbit, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Right Wabbit, which is you Number know. Fud. Yeah, Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, keeping it all in the family as they do, and then, um, and then what does he say? He says, "Out of time, out of tricks," which is a rabbit tricks cere- like the cereal. The cereal. <laughs> uh, Roy, you have tricks over where you're from, right? Uh, no, no, I didn't pick up on that one. I had the other two, but uh, yeah, I didn't pick up on the, the third reference stuff. Yeah. So tricks was a so- terrible breakfast cereal. That's. Uh, they started out as cool shapes of like they fruits started, and they started and, looking like fruits, and then they just turned them into little right. little balls and spheres. But the whole thing, there was a rabbit, and uh, you know, okay. silly rabbit tricks are for kids because the rabbit was always trying to get the cereal. Yeah, and he was always pulling tricks to get tricks. Just a real scumbag okay. is what he was. <laughs> it's <a> real <laughs> piece of shit. No one liked him at all. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a lot of those cereal mascots aren't you know. Up and up, citizens. Not just trying something. Those guys, uh, just a bunch of sneaky bastards. I think there was even a, like a robot chicken episode where they were all like, like I don't know, going crazy over trying to get cereal or something. Like, yeah, there like, was that, and then there was a Rick and Morty thing with uh, like that was Lucky Charms. So they started like eating them out of the leprechaun's stomach. Yeah, oh, yeah. People get mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah the the ad campaigns for kids commercials are. Uh, phenomenal i want to be on yeah. like whatever board of directors that is that that approves kids commercials i really feel like i need to be on that one it's got to be quite the career oh what do you think of today oh we just you know just the most random stuff stuff that like could never work in advertising um but yeah so he says three rabbit jokes back to back to back um he says out of tricks out of time and one bat head short um which there's something cool about this Superman with his arms crossed and that like cut across the face. Cause I keep, it, I don't know why every time I see this film, it's like, I always forget he has that cut for the remainder of the film, but I always, I always enjoyed that. But, um, yeah. And always good. In uh, in this, we get, uh, Lex Luthor. He's, he walks up to the computer after the timer is done. And, uh, he even throws the timer like straight into what felt like, uh, like this, this cooking pot thing yeah, that he's yeah, got. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. I always got, like, this idea, like, that was intentional, like, of him throwing the timer in there, kind of like, um, 
I feel like that's done in, in, in it's evil scientists. Like evil it's scientists, just like, like throwing things into the pot. Th- yeah, yeah, you start throwing. Like I kind of got that vibe. Like that's like somehow that made sense that he would throw the timer in there. Yeah. Um, like uh, Willy Wonka. Did they do yeah. that in Willy Wonka? He, uh, yeah. he doesn't he start. Th- he throws like a timer in. Is it throws, like the Johnny Depp or the Charlie the Charlie Button one? The Gene Wilder one. Gene, Gene Wilder, Wilder one. Yeah, because yeah. he has quite Gene Wilder in this. He has that kind of vibe to him. Yeah, doesn't he like? Doesn't he say, like, "Oh, it needs more time," and he like throws a clock in there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what. Yeah, and so like I, I do like the Gene Wilder reference. I mean, he is. I always thought Gene Wilder was great. He's just a crazy scientist that just you know he wanted to make candy. Uh, imagine yeah. putting that guy in like a room with like. I don't know, Cobra Commander and like things like that. <laughs> like these these guys are just like mad scientists. Willy Wonka would be like a Doom Patrol villain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what maybe Jesse Eisenberg watched a lot of Willy Wonka and was like, that's who I'm gonna make my character. You're gonna be crazy. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you guys know he he said he based his performance on Max Landis? Oh no, I didn't know like Matt like him as an actual person or Max Landis's yeah, Oh yeah. okay. Wow. That's cool. That was yeah. um if you watch interviews with Max Landis, he is kinda like that that sort of all over the place talking a million words a minute. Yeah, he really yeah, is. He did honestly, that. if you guys haven't seen that Death of Return Death and Return of Superman yeah, by yeah. Max Landis video, whoa. Oh man, instantly fell in love with the guy. I don't know if you can fall in love with him now though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Things happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely got that Willy Wonka vibe, and I think it works great for the character. That whole, you know, it's it's something I've always found very interesting, and it's one of the reasons why I like the performance. Uh, are you a fan of of this Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor character, Rory? Or you know, what? I I do I do like him. Um. But I think that's about all I could stand of him, <laughs> is what you get in this movie. I don't think I would like to see him much more, to be honest. I like it, but it's a bit too much. Just like in this film, and like when you saw him in Justice League, we were just like, mm, I thought we were down here. <laughs> I was in the, it was in the post-credits, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stay through the credits, so I didn't actually see him. Oh, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, because yeah, I would have been like that. Yeah, it's you okay. might have been upset a little bit. I, I the he looks good with the hair. He doesn't look that yeah. good without the hair. He doesn't so. look that good without the hair. <laughs> and it's like they try to all of a sudden like curve him into traditional Lex Luthor, and it's like yeah, you right. can't force that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he walks over to the uh, the computer or his makeshift lab that he's got over here. And uh, over the intercom, he says to uh, Gotham Roast, well done. And uh, hello, break the bad news. And uh, someone else replies, that's not a Russian voice. Uh, Are you it, expecting a Russian voice? What would he have said if he answered the phone? Break the bad news. I you just hear the flamethrower go off. like, <laughs> Yeah, just bellowing flames. Like, how is that supposed to work out? Yeah, like she's dead. Like, I killed her. I killed her. Whatever he says. I wouldn't put it past this Lex Luthor to have given him a line to say. Yeah, see, but like, I want to know what that line was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just doesn't like. Obviously, the Superman is standing in front of you, confident as all hell. Like, oh, they, he would have been. 
Like you something. have to know something's up here. They would have gone back with the Wizard of Oz thing. They would have said like "Ding dong, the witch is dead." Yeah, that would have been or the rhyme. Some sort of yeah. Rabbit joke. <laughs> just <laughs> can't a, think of one. There's got to be another rabbit <laughs> joke here somewhere. I can't think. I can't just can't think of a good rabbit joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did them all. I think that's the problem. Uh, they were like, <laughs> what? It's like there's got to be a Peter Cottontail joke in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is that hot movie still popular? Isn't Peter Cottontail like a really terrible tale? Like, doesn't that rabbit like like beheaded like his family and stuff like that? Isn't there like a thing where it's like really dark? <laughs> There's a dark Peter Cottontail story floating around somewhere. I remember that. I think you might be right. If you know about oh. Peter Cottontail, hit up, hit us up on all social media and let us know. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that maybe that was the follow up joke. You know, like, well, they would have had to behead Martha instead, and then they would be like, oh, yeah, instead of burning her, yeah, like a witch, like a witch. They could have drowned her. There's something the about Watership Down. A reference to that. Isn't there a forest burned down or something? Do you know Watership Down? No, what is that? It uh, might be a more British thing. It's, it was a, I think it was a book, but it was a cartoon that was like on TV a lot. And it's really dark, but it's about these rabbits. It's, <laughs> and I think their like their home burns down. Oh my god! It's about their forest. <laughs> hey, that works. It's kind of like Fern Gully. Yeah. Fern Gully, or what is that other one? Like n- yeah, Nims, yeah, like, like the last Nimsy. No, not the last <laughs> Mimsy. Although I think it, uh, the, uh, the secret of Nim. The secret, the secret of, Nim. of Nim. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. It's rats, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rats. Uh, rabbits have you know they're they're humane. They're they got their lives ahead of them. Rats. Who cares about them? A bunch of rats. Um, but yeah, it's Ben Affleck's Batman. He says, uh, "I'd rather do the breaking in person," which I'm sure every Bat fan loved hearing that line in the theater. Um, because there's nothing better than wiping off the smile off Lex Luthor's face in this minute. Um, immediately is like the worst case scenario, everything that he's tried to do for the last two years in wedging the gap between these two characters. Um, it doesn't matter. All that planning, all two years of all the things that you've done, um, are pointless because, um, in the end, these two characters did reconcile their differences and uh this is what we were talking about when we were about halfway through the film about the the gordian knot kind of situation um being that you have this intricate lex plot this this convoluted scheme of many many passageways that lex Luthor can go about destroying superman or getting what he wants uh within these two years and a simple thing like their parents sharing the same name was the the breaking force, the the sword that cut the uh, the Gordian knot kind of thing. And, full circle. And yeah, full circle here. This is exactly what's happening. Alexander the Great, although not the one cutting the knot, is the one you know having his uh, knots cut. Yeah, knots cut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so yeah, it just immediately wipes his face off uh the smile off his face and um this is this is the part where we get into um this little ultimate cut little dealio that gets cut out of here and it's my favorite part of this of this movie or not movie but this minute um in which um Kal-El tells Lex Luthor that he's lost and Lex Luthor responds I don't know how to lose and uh good response yeah and then Ka- yeah. yeah 
I love it. He's like, I don't know how to lose because he's like this, supposed to be the smartest guy on this planet. And Kal-El's like, you'll learn. And he's like, you'll, I'll learn. And it's like, it's so good. I don't know why that, that part is cut out. It, like, it doesn't hurt the film at all. Like, you save, like, a mere couple seconds. And it's like, who whose job was it to cut that out? Like, seriously. And it was not even just... To me, that's a... Sorry, go, no, go for it, man. As that's a very super, uh, very Superman line to me, and that's what I was talking about when I was talking about the Superman I wanted to see on screen. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of line is what I wanted. Yeah, and it's really weird that they cut it out. I mean, it, aside from just this minute alone, like there's so many Clark, you know, Superman lines that are just X'd and like a lot of things, not just his lines, it's his, you know, facial reactions in some parts where they just, you know, do mm-hmm. a quick cut to, like, his face when he's, like, Clark Kent and everything, but all of that is just cut out, and again, they just tore apart, you know, the Superman in this movie that's just not, it's just not cool. Yeah, the the you'll learn line is probably just, it's just heavy Superman, and, um, and you know, people who come to see this film because they're Superman fans, not because they're Batman fans or even maybe Wonder Woman fans like I was like people want to see Superman and they want to uh, be proud of their character and uh, you know just just a decision like that to to cut a line where Superman tells Lex Luthor like oh you'll learn how to lose real quick from me and it's like keep that in why why are we doing that can we was there like some sort of mandate that said that Superman could not have confidence? Like he can have confidence if it's earned, um, and he can, and it's a you're it's okay to not have a confident Superman if the story deems it. Like it just seemed like they were just cutting away at some sort of agenda, and uh, I, yeah, it's I really think weird. it's the, against the tone they were going for a little bit. I think that's maybe why. I mean, it works, but I think maybe they thought. Like, I, I don't think that's... But I think maybe they thought it was a bit too cheesy. And it is a bit cheesy, but that, that's Superman. It's you know okay. I mean? like, I'm okay with cheesiness sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially from Superman, because that's, like, almost one of his defining characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, like, in the theatrical cut, this really just plays out, like, he lands in there. Um, Lex Luthor talks, he makes his rabbit jokes, he walks to the computer orders uh you know a gotham roast batman says his line and then you know i think superman all he says is you you've lost and then lex Luthor is like uh you know if god, if man won't kill god the devil will do it he starts going off on his little super villain monologue and superman is still just standing there and i think the only other line he gets is you know what have you done right no that was even earlier in the film at the helicopter pad no, this is it's um, it's now. He yeah. says it, he's. I think it's in tomorrow. Um, yeah, but it's just like it's like. So we're really just gonna cut it out so that Superman just stands there. Yeah, and it's like he just uh, he barely has a presence. It's so weird that you know they probably like looked at parts of this movie where like there was really Superman heavy moments, and then there was just completely zero Superman moments. Where it's like, how do we balance that out? I guess just making him so ambiguous that he's barely a part of like a driving force in the story, which is the weirdest idea you could ever have for your superhero. That's the name is on the yeah. actual title. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's why it's one of the reasons why I don't like the theatrical cut. 
I do believe there is a a there could be a a shorter version than the ultimate cut that keeps stuff that are in the ultimate cut, but maybe cut some stuff out of it. Like there there are some stuff in the ultimate cut that you know I think like uh, Sam Otten from the Justice League Universe podcast like there is a, there is some stuff you can cut out of this movie. Um, it just seems like the theatrical cut cut out the the wrong parts. Yeah. Um, and definitely anything regarding Superman should be like uh, a don't touch. Like there should have been like a sticky note on you know on their computer that said, "Please do not cut out anything about Superman." Like, like don't take that out. Like we need that. <laughs> um, yes. Even that one line. If you just left that one line on, yeah, it would improved the character a great deal. Like we we want to solidify this rivalry that is going to be Lex and Superman. Like we're building this universe. Like they're gonna like they're gonna have these dialogue moments. Like these like they're gonna be talking back and forth. And um, I think I would rather cut out an entire scene somewhere. I don't know which. I'm just I'm just saying like cut out delete a whole scene instead of like cutting away at stuff within a scene like that like. You're not serving anything, like now. If you're now, if, yeah, it's, I don't know. Just, just don't cut anything, man. Make your movie, make your movie. Just yeah, just there. don't cut anything out. Yeah. Quit doing it. <laughs> Quit cutting stuff. Take the scissors out of your hand. Um, How much do you know about that newer Fantastic Four movie? I would watch it the other day, and that movie seemed like not like it was. There was so much cut out, but it seemed like there wasn't enough footage you know what i mean like it seems like they didn't yeah. film like they filmed that movie in like a weekend right that's what it seemed like the first hour of that movie is actually pretty good yeah you're right you're absolutely it's, right it's, w- it's when they get their powers that it turns to shit and it was like it all happened and it seemed like you know i know like two years went by in the movie or whatever but it seemed like it was just a weekend excursion at this uh science facility you know that there was yeah. really only two settings it was just like the lab and you know surrounding area around the rally and then the other dimension it was like what the hell that movie seemed like it was just not subject to a lot of cuts that they took out but there just wasn't enough footage or there wasn't enough scenes that you know it seemed like it was lacking anything but like when you I think, oh go for it i think there was quite a lot cut out because there was a lot of stuff in the trailer from memory that just wasn't in the film yeah yeah i should look into it but it just seems like you know you're doing movies no justice when you just decide to chop them all up and try to make them go along the lines of a two-hour mark or whatever. Yeah. I think yeah. the only reason I haven't seen that film is just because I don't like the way Doctor Doom looks. Um, and, yeah, someone explained to me... The way I've been explaining that movie is it's a movie that's embarrassed to be a Fantastic Four movie. And so it's like always trying, <laughs> yeah. it's like trying to avoid the fact that it's a Fantastic Four movie. And like, even at the end of the movie where they're like, you know, like, just, like at the very end, they're like trying to come up with the name and yeah. like, you don't even hear it. It just like cuts yeah. out. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. are we that embarrassed about the property <laughs> that we're filming? Cause it's like, you almost get that vibe with the theatrical cut of this film where it's like, are we afraid of Superman or embarrassed about Superman that we're just going to cut him almost completely out of this film? And like, I think you're, I think you're onto something there. I think that is what it is. I think they're afraid of making the the cheesy Superman yeah. that people think is boring so much that they lent too hard the other way. Yeah. What is cheesy Superman though? Like, 
Superman 3. Well, see, I don't even like the word cheesy because it's not cheesy. I've, it's yeah, just... I'm using it as a, well, I can't think of a better word. So that's the word I'm using. But, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of. Well, cheesy is no, what's ta- used in. I'm talking the... even like Christopher Reeve. Like, he had that sort of, like. Sincerity. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just being nice. They're, you know. He's just a nice guy. No, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is, like, cheesy is, is the word being used by, like, the studio to uh, give reason of, for cutting something. They're like, oh, we're going to cut that out because it's cheesy. Cheesy for you, yeah. but for us Superman fans, like, we're okay with it. Like, we want that. We want we want the honest, s- sincere, like, Superman. And if he's going to make a joke and be, like a like, a father figure in the way that he carries his Superman persona, like, we're about that. Um, and it seemed like the exact opposite happened in Justice League where they were, like, embarrassed by Dawn of Justice, so they had to, like, cut out anything that remotely felt like Dawn of Justice, and it's like, you're you're cutting away things that you're embarrassed about, but you don't yeah. know if, like, that's what made your films great or that's what makes Superman great, and so you're you're making these decisions for people who don't, believe the same thing as you like maybe maybe it's not so much as like trying to cut things out or like be embarrassed but maybe it's trying to keep um keep them ambiguous i guess you know what i mean like you don't want to say avengers assemble i don't know why you don't want to say that that's awesome that's what the you know that's what he screams at the top of his lungs you should say that you don't want to say oh we're the justice league well why not what's 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 the problem there you don't want to say Fantastic Four. Why the hell not? I'm coming to. I'm paying money to go see a Fantastic Four movie. I want to hear them yeah, say it's Fantastic Four. It's on the Four. poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the um, you just reminded me there when you said Avengers and Avengers was a part where Captain America says he's maybe too old fashioned, and Coulson says to him, maybe we need a bit of old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that could apply to Superman as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. Well, he has those old fashioned values, which. You know, some people would interpret as as a bit cheesy, you know, uh, but that's kind of in this kind of world that would be it would stand out and make him seem, you know, even more the hero. Yeah, I think. and you know, there there are a lot of, in my opinion, there are a lot of flaws to Justice League, but I feel like one of the good things about Justice League is that Superman is starting to have this turnaround into the yes. kind of uh, Boy Scout. Yeah, the beginning of Justice League was like that was I don't I mean people if you want to say that was like cheesy or whatever but that's Superman like that's public figure Superman. Yeah, we need the that. only thing bad yeah. about it was just the the visual effects of it. But yeah, no, yeah, and, and and it's um and another problem with it is just it just seemed like all of a sudden like because they cut out all the Superman scenes still in that Justice League movie they cut out the scout ship part and they mm-hmm. cut out him visiting Alfred and it's like you cut all that out. And we need that to like get because it was the whole transitioning into the Justice League Superman that we saw in the film, and it's like it, honestly they just he just showed up and was traditional Superman all, all of a sudden. It was yeah. like oh, we probably need a helping hand in that. Um, but yeah, but they left that they left that one line in that made them you know that one made in the what you would call the cheesy line there. Oh yeah, the big fan sure of justice or whatever. About. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in truth, but I also believe in justice. Yeah, like that won me over so quickly. That line <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, I I am a fan of that one. Um, and because it's okay to have that. Um, but it's they just need someone to like, hey, it's okay. Like, just 
just don't cut anything, please. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, I guess it all just comes down to trust, right? But, um, yeah, so let's see. Where are we at in this minute? Um, I'm skipping ahead here. Do you guys have any notes? I'm trying to catch up to where uh, we are. No, we're, um, we're just getting to be the uh, the old oh, chef master, cooking up some... Yeah. Destruction. Yeah, this part right here. So he says, I don't hate the sinner. I hate the sin. He's trying to, which makes it feel like he's trying to be like the nice guy now. And he's like, He's trying to justify his own. It's like a mother saying, Oh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just like disappointed. And like, it's okay. Well, like, well, you know, and it's, it's like he's, I don't know. It's like he's kind of trying to tiptoe around things. But in the background, you're seeing like this kind of countdown, this 10 seconds to animation. And he says, um, he says, I cannot let you win. I gave the bat a fighting chance, but he was not strong enough. So if man won't kill God, and then like it counts down into completion, he says the devil will do it. And uh, yeah, and then something behind him is a uh, is a Bruin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this machine. It's like a sort of Frankenstein machine. It definitely is. It's definitely... It's definitely alien. It's this Frankenstein's <laughs> monster of, of all kinds of things. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. uh, Kind of goes back to our Kryptonian kind of lore that we used to do about, like, Jor-El being a Frankenstein's monster and, like, yeah. Kryptonians being, I don't know, kind of the instrument of their own damnation. So this is, uh, this is going to introduce... Uh, I guess we can't talk about it until tomorrow until we introduce the character, but um, do you guys have anything else for this minute so we can get into it? That's it, man. Oh, yeah. My last note was Frankenstein machine. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good. Absolutely. Alrighty, cool. Guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minutes, tooldmedia.com, and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Also, Nate and I are on Vero as well, so you can find us there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.